Well, we got a doozy. Yeah? Wouldn't you say we have a doozy, William? We got a doozy. So we switch up. We got it, a new crew for the first time. New crew. I was going to say this is the first time it's just me and you. So by right, that means we need a name. Me and Joey are the gruesome twosome. You guys are whatever you are. Two men in the basement. Is that you guys? Yeah. Okay. There's so then what the are we? Damn. Just a couple of blacks doing a podcast. Two blacks. Two blacks. Two Joey? blacks in a podcast. What do you think? He approves. He laughs. I didn't start playing my music yet, and I heard the two blacks, and I started laughing. Yeah, okay. That means we're two blacks. Also, we're basement men. All right. Well. That's true, basement men. So, it's me and William here today, the two blacks of the podcast, and, uh, you know, we're doing it big, we're doing it good, and because Joey doesn't know anything about sports, we are doing probably more of a sports-oriented podcast today. So much has been going down in sports, um, I think, I you know, I've been wanting to talk for so long about everything that's happened since the NFL trade deadline. But you haven't been here. So. I haven't been here. That's true. You have been battling all types of cancers and STIs, and I'm gonna win a Nobel Prize for all these diseases. I know that I'm it's actually kind of crazy. You had a liver transplant last week. Last because week, that, yeah, I was out it, for that one. That so, was a toughie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, you're back now. Joey is dealing with uh, early onset herpes, so mm. he'll be out for at least another six to eight hours while he gets treated on that. But yeah, we're back. Episode thirty six, I think. Um, episode 36 of the 3 of the Party Podcast, and I would like to plug again at the beginning, if you missed episode 34, which most of you did, and you want to go and listen to it, guess what? It's on the Patreon live now. Get the Patreon at patreon.com slash 3MParty. I think the link tree for it's in Joey's Instagram bio at Joey Tanzi, and uh, a dollar. A dollar a month. That's it. You give us a dollar, you get to listen to our phenomenal content so ideally that's what we'd like from you and there are a couple select people that i'm talking to right now and you know your name we said you were going to do it follow up okay don't be now let's get right into the business here a couple weeks ago we had uh the nfl trade deadline a lot happened yes a lot's happened in the nfl in general i mean especially this week it's a good week we'll definitely get to this week i know I'm just going to give everybody uh, a little disclaimer here. This whole podcast episode might just be just NFL sports. week oh, 10. Was it 10, 9? Week 9? Um, I think it was week 9. 10. Week 10? No, week 10. This is not week 10? No, this is week we're 11. going into week 11. Yeah. yeah, so NFL week 10. One of the craziest weeks for football that we've seen in a long time. Uh, the game of the year, easily. Absolutely. The game of the past couple of years, I think, honestly. Since the last time... Minnesota had a big game. I think um, the miracle I, was the last time I've seen a the game. The last this time good. for Minnesota. I don't know. Do you remember? Well, tell uh, me Minnesota and the Bills because now yeah. Diggs is on the Bills. Would you remember a few years ago, uh, Chiefs Rams, that absolute yeah. shootout of a game that like was like fifty to fifty? 50s, yeah, but so, I mean, I like the I like the game this week better than. I do too, but that was probably the last game that we had that was, like, this exciting to watch. Yeah. Like, I was on my toes this entire game. It was such a phenomenal game. Um, But between Justin Jefferson just being the best receiver in the NFL and proving it, and then Kirk Cousins 
actually showing that he's a decent quarterback. Yeah. Josh Allen fumbling Cracking under literally pressure. and figuratively. Um and then, you know, blown opportunities. Like So we'll get back to that, but yeah, just okay. real quick. Yep. That play at the end. Gabe Davis? No. No. When they had the ball. Oh, the fumble. Neil and take the safety? Yes or no? I don't say Neil and take the safety, actually. Um my go here is shotgun snap. Shotgun snap to Allen and then just run it out of the end zone to like the side. Okay. Run it out of one of the sides. Because then you drain more clock that way. I think if you kneel into the safety, you don't drain enough clock. And like we saw, I think it was Heineke or somebody in one of the games uh, this week had done it. Where you go to kneel and you just you snap the ball and you just kind of stand there. Bef- like kind of like, like a little hat. Not even. Just like you're kind of squatting down. Like almost mm. kneeling, waiting a for them to apply two. pressure on you, and yeah. once they start breaking through the line, you hit yeah, you hit your knee to the turf. So maybe something like that, but I think even still, that's too risky. Because like if you're that close to the goal line, obviously you have you're gonna have defenders jumping at the ball underneath the center's legs right. the moment it gets snapped. So, um, which is actually not what happened here, surprisingly enough. But I say you go shotgun snap. Josh Allen's definitely fast enough where he can break the edge and then just sit in the corner of the. The end zone. I think even they have if they put a tight end out there, they have a pretty decent tight end. Yeah, D- especially a blocking tight end too. Dawson Knox is a monster. I think it'd be so much chaos that if he did, if he even did an audible, well, maybe not. No, starting shotgun. Eh, no, I don't know. Because if he does like a scramble to the side, mm-hmm. it's such a last minute, such a crazy thing. There, everyone on that defense is gonna go towards him. That's fine. If they can have a tight end just leak out of that, just little little curl, five yards. Oh, yeah. Either throw it and out of bounds, so now it's nothing, or you get a nice completion to a leaked out tight end, and you got the room. I don't even say not even. I, I say, like, you run around with a tight end. If he's If he opens up, he opens up. If you have the time to throw it, throw it. Why not? Yeah. If not, guess what, dude? Take a knee in the end zone after draining eight seconds off the clock. Right. Right? Like, to give up a touchdown in that situation is brutal. Granted, Josh Allen's that guy. He was able to wipe it from his memory, drive, get the three, to tend it into OT. However, he should have never been in that situation in the first place. No. And then we get to OT. We see flashes of, like, really good Kirk Cousins, but we're really seeing... The best wide receiver in the league go at it. Um, and then, you know, Josh Allen gets the ball back. He has an amazing drive down the field. Uh, sideline catch by Gabe Davis, which should have been reviewed, but yeah, wasn't. Absolutely. But that's fine with me. Um, my buddy Gianni was really upset about it. And I'm like, we have to realize that plays like this get missed all the time. Like, calls like this get missed all the time. I think it would have been awful for them to stop the game and review that, because at this point, if you're, if I'm a ref, I'm thinking, this is one of the greatest games we've seen in the past couple of years. Absolute shootout, barn burner between two of the best teams in the league. Yeah, we have. There's so much momentum right now. Josh Allen is storming. They're sprinting back to the line to try and get the ball off. Let them. Let the boys play. Yeah, that's I what agree. I'm thinking. 
So I think that while it was a no call, it wasn't reviewed, I think that that was the best play, that was the best move for football. It was obviously not the best move for the rule book or for the Vikings' sake, but that's the best move for football. And it worked out for the Vikings in the end anyways. So. Yep, because Josh Allen threw a really bad pick. After, really bad. They after were... a, a storming that field, dude. Yeah. I mean, if you watch that replay, where was he trying to throw that ball? Like, he was trying to squeeze it into a really tight gap. Doable ball. But he just threw it behind. Yeah, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't one of his best throws. You have to, like, seriously lead that ball. And it's got to be perfect. And it wasn't. And at that point... Don't throw that ball. There's no point. So, I don't know. That was a wild game. There's a lot of one-score games. Yeah. A few upsets. The only thing that stayed true is that the Raiders and the Falcons lost again. What actually stayed true was that Jeff Saturday is the best head coach of all time. Jeff Saturday came in there, and he unbenched Matt Ryan. Yep, and Matt Ryan had... A decent game. He had a 40-yard scramble. I know. When's the last <laughs> time that man ran never, for forty he's never yards? Done it. He's never done it. He and I. There's an interesting stat here. He has that rush is a longer rush than uh, a lot of teams for uh, just, just in general. Straight like yeah. a rushing play. Yep. His rush was a longer single play rushing attempt than the Packers. I know were that. Um, the Steelers, they said, but that's not true because Najee broke for 44, um, Sunday. So not us because he did break for 44 and Matt Ryan scrambled for 39, I believe. But the Packers and a couple of other teams that you wouldn't expect. I think maybe the commies, Mm. um, Philly, surprisingly enough. Wow. Um, they haven't been utilizing Miles Sanders too much on the ground. Every th- every single snap in that offense is played through Jalen Hurts, which and I it's screwed him this with. week. This week, yes. However, this is so good for the Eagles. Oh, uh, absolutely. They needed to be humbled. Yeah, not even. I think so. I think every. I mean, I don't even think it's a humbling thing. No, I don't. Well, not not like oh, we stink humbling, but it's just a it's just a okay, we can lose a game at any time. I think maybe, yeah, but why? my reasoning for this is you don't have the pressure on being undefeated anymore. Right, that's, you, that's what I mean. Yeah, like you have a, a pretty easy schedule. You're, the, the, their next games, they're ranked 23rd in strength of schedule. Yeah, they their have the Giants season. twice. I don't even think they have the Giants twice, do they? Yeah, I think they got them next oh, they and they might. got them last week. Yeah, they might. I don't know. I mean, the Giants are a good team, to be fair. Uh, but they're not stopping. I think they're, they're the toughest team they got. So the, the yeah. Giants are the toughest team they got. That's not bad. Also, when are we going to stop saying that the Commanders are a bad team? The Commanders aren't a bad team. Like Who said they're a bad team? So many people are saying they're a bad team. They don't know football. No, football minds are saying they're a bad team. But <sighs> look at, I mean, Heineke, Heineke gets it done. Heineke's been getting it done. He got it done last year when he had to come in. Um, like his first NFL game ever, he he came in one like one of their only games for them last year. He's continuing to prove himself this year. I mean, you have really good receivers in Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. You have a good running good back running. in Antonio Gibson, and you have a better defense than people think. And you got to think then they don't have their best pass rusher. Chase has been out the whole season. Yeah, 
And they're yeah. five and five, which is better than the Chargers, the 49ers, the Bears, the Rams, the Cardinals, the, Lions, the Cardinals, uh, the Packers, the yeah. Colts, the Raiders, the Broncos, Saints, Steelers, Texans, Browns. So they're, they're better than they're better most, than most of the teams. teams. So yeah. how are you going to look at it and say they're, that they're having a bad a team? They're having a good season. But I know a lot of Commanders fans are really upset about this because they know even if they make playoffs, they're obviously not making it out of the first round. And they were really looking at this year as a tank year, and yeah. now they're winning games. Like, it sucks. Like, that's my biggest concern right now. We've looked terrible, Pittsburgh. And we have TJ Watt back. We beat the Saints, who obviously are not a good team. But we beat the Saints. We it, we looked good. Our defense looked strong. Our offense looked uh, okay until we got in the red zone. Uh, our, our offense actually looked really good until we got in the red zone. We we can't produce in the red zone. We're relying solely on field goals. And we don't even have our kicker. we got yeah. a backup kicker who's missing 23-yard kicks. So, I mean... My concern is now that we have TJ back, we're going to start winning games because our defense has always been able to win us games, and that will continue to happen. I think we're 1-9 in nine, uh, games without TJ Watt, and we're, like, way above 500 on games with TJ Watt. Yeah. So with him there, our whole team plays differently. I think with him there, it's going to give Kenny Pickett more of a sense of security so that, you know, if he... If he messes up or blah, 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 he feels like he doesn't have to fight for his life to get back on on the next drive and that our defense is going to be able to get a stop for him and he'll be able to clear from his mind. Right. Um, let's talk about uh, Justin Fields being one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. They finally let him run. Justin Fields is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. But I think, Yes. Yes, I agree. I th- but I think I'm they have... I'm all in on Justin Fields. They, the Bears are going to have a, a coaching issue. Yeah. Their team's there. Good team. Defense is here and there. Offense is shown to be explosive. They're finally letting them run. Yeah. But then they still lose to the Lions. But we also have to stop pretending the Lions are a bad team. They're not a bad team, but they, they should have beat the Lions for sure. It came to some coaching decisions and some last-minute stuff that honestly, I don't know. The Lions game, game. The Lions game was tough. They they lost because of an extra point. Yeah. They lost because they missed an they missed an extra point. Because you look, Justin Fields played that game like a veteran quarterback. He threw a pick six to his former college teammate Jeff Okuda, a pick six at like the ten. That's an awful look. An awful look to bring them back into this game. And then he comes back out on the field and rushes for 68 yards. A 68-yard touchdown after throwing a pick six. One of the worst pick sixes. Where he just throws the ball into nobody but Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Giving the Lions their first pick six in four seasons. Four seasons. The Lions, maybe even five, ha- have gone without a pick six. The only team to ever do that, I think. Justin Fields gave it to him. And he still was able to clear that from his mind, go out there and run for a 68-yard touchdown and put them back into this game. Their kicker missed an extra point. I like that they're letting him run. They should be. I mean, But, but, well, it's not going to matter this year because they're not making the playoffs. They're, what, 
three three wins two and six or two and seven i think or two three and eight What's three the and seven three and seven so they're not making a playoff so it won't really matter or maybe so much so much this year yeah but if they can keep they if they can keep the team together for the most part they need they can stay healthy more help on defense and justin fields needs a wide receiver Yes, they can't rely. They can't run him like a, a a running back and treat him as a quarterback every game. When you have David Montgomery, right, who might play now because I think they just put um, Herbert on IR. He played last week. I think he just put him on IR though. Who Montgomery or Herbert? Montgomery. They oh played, yeah, yeah, he played last week. But now he's gonna have a bigger week. role because I think he's gonna have to be yeah. the guy. But or at least number two. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Fields is why I like him so much is that. He's arguably more of a, an electric runner than Lamar Jackson. Yes. Watching him break out for those big runs, I like watching him do that versus Lamar. It's almost more exciting. Lamar's got more of a package on him, where he you know he cuts and he spins, but straight up watching Justin Fields just make guys miss with his eyes, like just looking one way and totally misdirecting, like. He's so fun to watch. He cuts really well, and they're not hard cuts. They're just soft, they're soft cuts, cuts yeah. that just break defenders down. Like, And also, I think he's one of the first quarterbacks in NFL history, or maybe even the first, to have back-to-back like 140-yard yeah. rushing games. I think, and this might be a little bit of a hot take, but we'll see. We'll, if, he can, if, he, if they finally untapped most of his potential, like I said, I'd like to see him rely a little bit less on him running as the default and I want to see more like 250 300 yard passing along with his running. Yeah. I think out of all the running quarterbacks in this current uh um league, he can be the closest to a Michael Vick. Yeah. He has the speed, he has the soft cuts. Yeah. But the problem now is is that he, like he ran for what 147 150 <coughs> but he th- threw for less. That's the thing. So he's throwing, he's, I think, averaging 175 yards throwing game. And I think he's averaging almost 100 or maybe 80 yards rushing or something like that over like his past six. So, but like the thing is, we also saw that with Lamar. Lamar's like first two years, he was like always rushing. And everyone was like, he's not even a quarterback. He can't throw. And then he was like, oh, you guys don't think I can throw. And now Lamar's throwing for like 250 yards, which we need to see from Justin Fields, and I'll put him in that and category. And 100 yards rushing with a Lamar, with a Jalen. Um, I think yeah, I think he, I think he'll get there if not next year, then the year after, because he can throw. Yes, he doesn't have an arm, like, and he throws really well placed balls when given the opportunity. The problem is he doesn't have receivers. Right, like he's got Cole Komet, and Darnell Mooney uh, can't do anything. No, and Claypool just got there. We'll see what he can do maybe a week or two. Yeah. But he just so got there. We'll see. But, I mean, when Lamar was playing, Lamar had Marquise Brown. Who, he had a good team. Hollywood's a monster. A monster. One of the fastest receivers in the NFL and can make ridiculous catches. He's a great route runner. And then you had Mark Andrews, a top five tight end in the league. Yep. Easy, easy red zone target. And I think he had Sammy Watkins. He had at one point um, yeah, he did that uh, not Traquan Smith or was it Traquan Smith? I don't know some Traquan guy, or like Tredavious or something. I don't know. He had him who had a pretty good year. 
Was um, that that was the year they had? Did they have Latavius Murray for that one year? It was the year they had Latavius Murray. So they had a not. They weren't using their run game as much, but they no. had a decent running back. Yeah, it was him and Mark Ingram running one yep. or two. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you had power backs. I mean, Lamar turned himself into a high value quarterback, and Justin Fields is looking to do the same thing. They just need to build the t- the team around him. They need to give him. They should have never given up Roquan Smith. Yeah, I can agree with that. But getting Claypool was huge because Claypool is a deep threat. He's quick, he's got good hands, and he's big. He's big. He's like a Walmart Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And, like, even Calvin Johnson said himself on a podcast that he loves watching guys that are, like, similar to him, and he mentioned... DK Metcalf, obviously, and he brought up Chase Claypool. He said, guys like DK and guys like Chase Claypool remind me very much of myself, and I love watching them on game day. So to have Calvin Johnson come out and say Chase Claypool reminds him of himself, that's kind of nuts. Yeah. I mean... I think if the Bears can go out in the draft, granted their their defense stays healthy, if they can go out and either get another six foot four, whatever twin tower did for for Claypool, yeah, or if Mooney can get things going, yeah, and they get like a, a slot guy, yeah, I think you'll see that offense open up. Absolutely, because you have to worry about Justin Fields then in so many facets. Yeah, I mean, Claypool is only going to get better with time. He's destined to be a very good receiver. Yeah. Which is why I was upset that we got rid of him and not Deontay Johnson. I was very confused about that. Well, um, did, wasn't there some kind of internal beef or something with, with Claypool? Deontay Johnson. Claypool, oh. I guess, had mentioned something. But Deontay Johnson, we weren't even sure if he was going to play this year. And we're paying him a lot of money. I think like $54 million a year. A lot of money. Mm. For him to not show up to OTAs. For him to complain about his targets, blah, 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 all this. And... Also, still not being able to catch a ball consistently. I mean, I think maybe teams saw that too. They don't want to take on that big contract. I know, but I would have liked to get rid of that contract, and I would have loved to keep Claypool. Yeah, I would. I thought I was surprised when you guys got rid of Claypool. I'm like, well, who are you gonna throw it to? Like, where's your receivers at now? Guess who? George Pickens. Yeah. George Pickens. Mark my words, dude. In five years, George Pickens will be one of the best receivers in the NFL. Oh, he has the talent for sure. He's so talented. And the fact that we got him second round is outrageous. But the thing is now you have to get him some help because you you don't want to burn out a receiver like that because he's triple team, double team, safety over the top every time the ball snapped. Eventually. And your guys' running game has been a little weak, so people don't have to respect it at the moment. Now she's playing hurt. But Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren's a great running back. Yeah. Uh, whenever he like he's been taking most of the snaps and his yards per carry is pretty good. He's able to to read hole, find holes in in the defense and make pretty good runs. He's not like an explosive runner like like for example like what Ezekiel Elliott would be in his like first couple of years like not even close. Yeah. But like he's definitely like a Tony Pollard type where he can kind of do a lot of things and give him time. He's gonna just explode. So. The future of this team is really good. Kenny Pickett's the best quarterback out of the draft. Yeah, I can agree. Um, would you would you guys pick him up at 
Second round? First round. First round. First round. Late first round. Um, he's. I mean, obviously he's better than Malik Willis. Malik Willis was a total like. He was every, over. I think he was always over overvalued. In that he draft. was because everyone was like he's first overall pick, and then he dropped to like fourth round. <coughs> and then Tennessee hasn't used him because nope. they haven't needed to. But when they did need to, he didn't show up. And they put him in for one play last this past week, and he fumbled. Yeah, he's uh, he he was definitely overhyped in the draft. So, what other quarterbacks even came out of this draft? Um, Ritter, Desmond Ritter, who we haven't backup, seen. Which we, uh, if I if Mariota throws another sub 150 yards passing, we might, we might see, see him, him very soon. Yeah, well, I hope we do because I do think Desmond Ritter could be good. Bailey Zappi came out of this draft. Um, I think he did. Yeah, Zappi came out of this draft. He's quite good. But they're gonna. It's interesting to see what they're gonna do. Cooper Rush came out of this draft. No, I don't think he was, was he last, last year? year. Was he last year? Anyway, Kenny Pickett's the best quarterback to come out of this draft. Yeah. Uh easily. And uh, I he just needs time to develop. I mean, he's the only quarterback in this draft that's been put into a starting position for multiple games and has. Held been, his own. Yeah, held his own. Um, our defense struggled to help him. Our receivers at times struggled to help him. Uh, his first game against the Jets, I think he had three rushing touchdowns, all QB sneaks. Um, he had a QB sneak this past week against uh, New Orleans. Uh, I said this Sunday. Kenny Pickett might be the best QB sneaker that we've seen. Arguably better than Tom Brady. He's got a hundred percent, efficiency on the QB sneak. And there are touchdowns. And if you watch him run it, Brady just grabs the ball and just pushes his head into the, he's the guy's in front of him. Six foot four, so he can do that. If you watch Kenny Pickett run the QB sneak, he hikes the ball and looks for a hole. Yeah. He's the only quarterback I've ever seen look for a hole on a QB sneak and move to it. Like there was a hole in like the tackle position. It was like. This, there's the center hole to the right of the center, and then there's the guard hole, which is like one over, which is already a stretch for a QB sneak. And then there was a space between the tackle and the guard, and he moved all the way out to the right to sneak in on a QB sneak and hit the end zone. I mean, it's like a running back. To, see, to be able to see that hole, identify it, and get there fast enough before the defense is on top of you, yeah. that's kind of nice. I mean, I don't see why quarterbacks don't do that more because there's only two options. Either you're going straight mm-hmm. or there's a hole to your left or right. Yeah. So why not, while you're moving forward, take a peek to the left or right? Yeah. And be like, oh, there's a gigantic hole limp two feet to the right. Let yeah. me go there instead. But they just go head down, look straight. Yeah. And that's I'm just gonna push into whoever's in front of me and right. hope for the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we talked about Claypool to Chicago. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson to Minnesota. Again, um, I like the move because I I have a coworker he he's a big Vikings fan he's been a Vikings fan he's an yeah, older dude good good day for so him. so I uh I I like to root for the Vikings once in a while like to support I like him the Vikings I have a good team so one was confusing on on the Lions part cuz they didn't get much no and for the most part cuz I think they traded him and I think um St. Brown just came back off injury yeah so while he was injured, that was their number one target. Target, yeah. and he did well. I have my fantasy. He did yeah. well for the Lions. So I mean, seeing he's a that they got tight end. they got rid of him for beans. It was confusing. It was confusing to a team at the time that were six and one. Yeah. And aren't they rivals, Lions and Vikings? Maybe. No. Maybe. 
confusing. They might be. I have no idea. Con- Are they even in the same division? Um, the mm. NFC divisions always confuse me. I only know the Falcons division and the NFC East. So they very well maybe. Oh, yeah, let me see. What's the Falcons? NFC South? Yep. Yeah, so I only know the South and the East. Yeah, I think it's a little confusing. Let me see. Um, Is it Vikings, Lions? Vikings, Lions, Commies? Vikings. Oh, Vikings, Lions, Bears, Packers. Oh, Bears, Packers. So they traded in within their yeah, own NFC North division. division. Trade. Well, that's crazy. An interdivisional trade from a t- to a, uh, including a top five tight end for second, third round picks is kind of nuts. It's crazy. And yeah. the, the, he, I'm pretty sure, he, I don't know if he scored, but he had good usage on the Vikings day one. He still has. I mean, he's. I never doubted his fantasy value. All he is is just another target for Kirk Cousins to hit in the end zone. I mean, eventually he's gonna. Kirk's going to have to stop relying on Justin Deep Jefferson the deeper they get into playoffs or yeah. into the regular season into playoffs. Um, start trying to rely more on Adam Thielen and start really use, uh, utilizing his tight ends. So, Which now he has a, a crazy tight end. Yeah. Their def- the Vikings' defense is good enough to battle in the playoffs. Absolutely. And now their offense. So you have Kirk Cousins, who can be... A good quarterback. A, has he thrown no interceptions this year? So he's 14-0 for interceptions to touchdowns. No. That's what it says. He hasn't thrown a single pick. He must have, but it says here, 14 touchdowns. It says zero intos. I can't. No, eight? Do I say zero on the front? Yeah, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, he just threw two this week. <laughs> no, he threw three against Philly, one against New Orleans, one against Chicago, one against Washington, and two against Buffalo. Oh, that's that stupid. I can't go but he is those. averaging more than a touchdown a game. So he has Kirk Cousins, who's good, but my only problem with him is that crunch time might get a little iffy. Dalvin Cook, if he stays healthy, a beast. Yeah, monster. Madison, which is a good backup. Very good back. backup. Now you have Jefferson Thielen, who are Jefferson's arguably, depending on who you ask, top receiver in the league. He's the best receiver in the league. I agree, but, you know, there's this people. But, you know, Diggs, which, okay, I can see your argument, it's, but I'm taking but Jefferson. It's Jefferson Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. Thielen, who's shorthanded, but, again, healthy if he stays Absolutely. healthy. Absolutely, yep. And now he's got a top five tight end. Easily, yeah. That's a crazy offense. And as the season's going on, we're seeing the Vikings – continue to do well and we're seeing some of the teams that we were kind of worried about at the beginning like the Dallas Cowboys kind of fall apart I mean since Dak came back they haven't looked good no I mean they just blew a game to the Packers who were one of the worst teams in the league this year granted Aaron Rodgers will always be Aaron Rodgers however the the Falcon, uh, the the pa- uh, oh my God, Dallas. the the Cowboys are were like a hundred and ninety five and zero in games that they've led by fourteen points or more, one hundred and ninety five and zero. Not anymore. <laughs> they uh, screw, screwed that one up. Yeah, uh, I was, I didn't like the move. One, I don't think Dak because he came back like a week or two early than recommended. And Cooper Rush wasn't playing back. I think it was supposed to be. They, yeah, well, they said they said the four to six. They, they said was, more like six. He came back on four. I think he came back in five. Because I think he was supposed to come back on four. Cooper Rush came in. All right, Cooper Rush played. He had a a 
mediocre game expected out of Cooper Rush. Um, he finally stopped playing like a madman. And then the the prior week, in week five, they put in Dak. Um, not in week five, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, Dak, he throws a lot, so he'll get the touchdowns, he'll get the yards. But he threw two picks in, in a not convenient time for them. And one of the, as of late, worst defenses in the league. Yeah. It made them look good. Just like Washington. Washington's defense got the most turnovers all season yeah. against, you know, one of the top offenses. Yeah. Which but I'm I'm less concerned about the Eagles coming back and, and making a push than I am about Dallas. Yeah. Now Dallas is losing to Green Bay and we know in Dallas when it rains it pours and then people gonna be upset and all this blah blah blah. And my, the coach McCarthy yeah. came back to Green Bay after he got fired, and he was supposed to come in there and win because Dallas is the better team. Yeah. Now people are like, "Oh, is McCarthy a good coach?" Blah blah blah. No. He's not a good coach. No, he's not a good coach. He's a terrible coach. <laughs> he's an awful coach. I mean, Dallas's defense was what was been keeping him in, and they did pretty bad this week too. Yeah. I mean, freaking Dan Quinn. Yeah, he stinks. But I mean, in. in Dak's four games that he's played, he's six and four touchdown to interception ratio. Not good. Nope. Not good. He's averaging one interception a game. And look at these stats. So Aaron Rodgers, who's Aaron Rodgers, right? Threw twenty times. Yep. Three touchdowns, two twenty four. How many picks? Zero. Mm-hmm. Dak, forty six times. Twenty seven of forty six. Two sixty five. If you're throwing forty six times, and you're an NFL quarterback, you better get close to three hundred yards. Yeah. Three touchdowns because CeeDee Lamb was beast. A monster, always. He Green, will always be there to bail out Dak Prescott. And Green Bay's defense also Not stinks. good. But he threw two picks, two picks. and lost. Yeah. If he did that in one, we'll be like, eh, yeah, win's a win. Lost in OT, too. Lost in OT to the mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Who were at the time three and five. Or three and six, I'm sorry. Yeah, man, I mean... Like, they shouldn't have lost. Tony Pollard, 115 yards. CeeDee Lamb, 150 yards receiving two touchdowns. And you lose? Because your quarterback throws two touchdowns to one of the the bottom feeder defenses? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to work. Not at all. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not all in on on the Cowboys. There are a couple of teams I'm all in on, uh, the Vikings being one of them. I think they're going to make a deep run. Um, the Bills, the, obviously. The Bills are going to make a City, run. Kansas City, obviously. Kansas City will make a run. Uh, I'm all in on the New York Giants. You are? Only because of Brian Dable. Okay. Uh, I'm also all in on the uh, Seattle Seahawks. All in. Uh, Gotta I be. I couldn't go all in. I'm going all, They're making playoffs. I like that. Yeah, they'll make and playoffs. And they're making it out of the first round. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that <coughs> Pete Carroll is a phenomenal head coach. Absolutely. I think that the fact that Pete Carroll turned this team from a team that even him were all saying that this was going to be a tank year, they'd get back, they'd rebuild, it'd be a good year, they just got rid of their franchise QB, and now they're like first in their division. Yeah, 6 with, and 4. With Geno Smith. With Geno Smith, a rookie running back? Mm-hmm. Or second year running back, um, and you know just 
DK and Lockett, but it's not like they have a phenomenal defense. No. Geno Smith is not an all-star quarterback by any means. No, but he's. I think he's been around long enough, and he's good enough to sustain a team. If he's not, if he's not the one that has to do everything, he hasn't been in the past. He hasn't been. But he also has been hurt. Before he got hurt, he was he was one of those like top okay. quarterbacks. Like, oh, he, went, he has a bright future. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then his injuries kind of screwed that. And he was a backup, and he was just losing games as a backup. He becomes the starter in Seattle, and has just been tearing it up. And there are rumors that in the offseason, he's meeting with Seattle's front office to discuss whether he's their franchise quarterback or not. Really? Yeah. But they're waiting to the end of the season because, you know, they want to make sure that he's legit. However, I, I do think he's legit. I think Geno Smith and those, that Seattle Seahawks team will make it out of the first round of the playoffs. I mean, he didn't do bad against it's going to be an upset a, victory. a Tampa Bay defense, which has been known in no. plus years to be good. And he, like... And I think the reason they lost, he had more rushing yards than their running back. Yeah. Kenneth Walker was 10 for 17. He was underutilized for sure. He was. But, but I mean, he was 10 also... rushes, how are you only going to put up 17 yards? However, Devin White really came back into fruition this game for Tampa yes. Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay defense is is nothing to sneeze at. They're top three defense. Top three is a little iffy. Maybe because, five, but. Yeah, probably closer to five. Because we have to remember the Eagles defense. Um, Eagles defense. Who else? I can't think of anybody else. Maybe they are top three. Eagles, Bucks. uh, Who else? What are some other good defenses? Eagles, Bucks. I don't know. I I can't think of anything right now. Bills defense. The Bills defense is good, but they don't have Micah Hyde. So that in my opinion, brings down their value quite a bit. I mean, I think that's it because, I, I mean, if you asked me last year, I'd say Rams defense, but not this year. Oh, uh, Pats defense. Pats, Cowboys, Eagles. Oh, Pats defense. Pats, Chicken Cowboys, Chicken. Eagles, Bills, Jets, Niners, Bucks. Pats defense is probably the number one defense in the league, second to the Eagles. Yeah, so I, I put um, Tampa top five, top five defense. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Pats for sure. Cowboys, I'd say. Eagles, absolutely. Jets defense, arguably one million percent. Sauce Gardner is defensive rookie of the year. He's no he's question. Been balling. He's a monster and he's winning them games. Um, then yeah, maybe I put Bucks at five. Right, it's kind of a toss up between Bucks at five or Bills at five. I mean, I've seen the the Bills be more vulnerable on defense than the Bucks. I don't know if that's true. As of late, I do. I don't know. That's kind of tough to 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 say. I I'd argue that they're pretty equal. I've seen the Bucks defense get exposed a lot this year. That's really why they're losing games. I mean, Tom Brady's doing his job. I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. I'd say they're probably about equal, but I, just for the sake of the conversation, I'll give them five over the Bills. All right. I can, I'll, um, I'll go with that. Who do you think are the biggest fraud teams right now in the NFL? Uh, um, I'm guessing you wanted to hear about teams over 500. Teams over 500 that you don't think deserve to be over 500. Hmm. Um, A couple of them being... 
Uh, Dolphins, Jets, Pats. Uh, I'm not even gonna say the Bills. Titans. Titans. I think I think Titans might be my fraud of the week. I'm gonna say the Ravens, the Bengals. I'm talking about overall. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the Giants because there's an argument to be made that they stink. Uh, the Commanders are exactly 500, but we're not gonna touch on them again. Uh, the Niners and the Buccaneers. Falcons are no longer 500. Oh man! If you asked me two weeks ago, I said Niners, but Niners are Niners were frauds. Now they have C Mac. They and that makes them legit. Yeah, that makes them legit. Yeah, because Kyle Shanahan is horny for Christian McCaffrey. I've never seen someone utilize anybody that much. Oh yeah. Even when he's not even touching the ball, he's just got him running circles around the field because he he, he must like watching him run, like. It's ridiculous how much Kyle Shanahan utilizes that guy. But it's working, and it's going to work. Yeah, of course it is. He's a stud. As long as Jimmy doesn't choke under pressure Which and stays healthy. guarantee that will happen. That they're, they're a contender at this point. Mm. Maybe. I think they get bounced first round. Depends who they face. Yeah. Depends who they face, but I mean, I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl this year. No, not even close. Where do you stand on Philly? Do you think they're frauds or you think they're legit? That's tough because they've had a very fluffy schedule. Yeah. But they're not, other than Washington, which, again, I don't mind a loss. They also had a close game against Houston last week. They did. I have to, uh, I'll have to see. So... They have Indy. They should beat Indy. And That's then they okay. have... I don't. The thing is, is that is that a win now? Because Jeff Saturday is clearly the best head coach in the NFL. Um, I would still point my in the Eagles, but yeah. I wouldn't doubt it if the, the calls make it tough. Yeah. But then after that, they got... Other than maybe the Titans, because the Titans are my fraud at the moment. Um, they have Green Bay, which you can see... Rodgers could put it up at any moment. That's a win. That's for a the win, Eagles. though. Yeah, it should because be because even if the even if the Packers' offense can can produce, the Eagles' offense will torch yes. the Packers' secondary. Should. Absolutely. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, Dallas Goddard, should. torch. Absolutely. So, yeah. some, but again, Aaron Rodgers. We'll see. So I we'll see if he can outscore Jalen Hurts. Titans have a good run, and their secondary is decent. So again, it'll be a test. I think the the Eagles will win. Yeah, I think they'll is, win by at least two positions. I don't think any of these teams don't mention maybe two are gonna have a chance to beat them. They have the Giants, who you're giving a fraud. That'd be a good game only because rivals. I don't know rivals. if I'm, I'm only giving them a fraud because their team is not good. No, but, but their head coach, good. their head coach is phenomenal. Yes. Um, so. Giants, so they're playing well, so that should be a test again to the Eagles. Yeah. So other than the first two, they have so they have uh, um, three games. Giants who yep. are playing well, yep. Bears who are playing well, even though yep. they lost. Dallas, who ha- other than if Dak, depends what kind of game Dak's having, Philly can will play Dallas. can play well. Yeah. And they have the Saints, so they Maybe have win. if they if they lose to either the Giants or the Bears. I imagine they lo- they finish this season with three losses. Yeah. Because the thing is, right, 
When they the the hardest thing was to argue was are one second. Joey, your disc is almost full. Hey, Joey. The disc is almost full. So, um, I think the the case to always be made against them playing bad teams was that they weren't just playing bad teams and winning. They were playing bad teams and blowing them out of the water. Right. The only team, because they already beat Dallas once. Yeah. Um, the only team, so the only two teams so far that they faced that are over 500 were Dallas. But Dallas with Cooper Rush. Yeah. I guess we should put a little... Uh, Asterisk on that. And then Minnesota before I think Minnesota found their swag. Yeah. That's their own their own Minnesota's always lost only lost to the Eagles. And that was week two. So that's kinda like early on. Yeah. So I'm not mad about you know, that that loss. No. But so other than those two teams, and again, the Cowboys were playing without Dak, so it was Cooper Rush. Who was playing good. Who was playing good, but, you know, backup quarterback's a backup quarterback. That's true. Every other team is down horrendous. Yeah. With the Lions, who are down horrendous. Washington, week three, who was still, you know, now they're five and five. But Jacksonville, um, Cardinals, when I'm pretty sure, what's-his-face, didn't throw the ball well at all. I lost it. Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. I think during that week, he had a bad week. Yeah. But honestly, the the Cardinals would be such a good team without Cliff Kingsbury. He's really bad. But I think he's learning how to head coach. I think the way he handled Colt McCoy this week was just like the prime example of a, a way a head coach should be coaching teams. Colt McCoy. Yeah. Battle of the backups. That was a good game. <sighs> such a good game. Um, Josh Wolford stinks. Colt McCoy outplayed him significantly. Um. What do you think the Cardinals' problem is? Cliff Kingsbury. Player-wise. Um, the only reason I'm not saying Kyler Murray is because I like him so much. I do like Kyler Murray. So probably Kyler Murray. Their defense is underwhelming. Um, their defense is underwhelming for sure, which shouldn't be the case. <coughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray hasn't been playing great. He hasn't been playing great football. I mean, And he has a team. He's got a team, yeah. Connor's been playing okay. He's not a stud, but he can get the job done. Yeah. Um, is that Marquise Brown that they have? Yeah, but he's he's hurt right now. I think once this, I think once his team's back to full strength, it's going to be a different story. They're going to go on a little run and start winning games. Uh, I think Rondale Moore has been utilized a lot more in recent weeks, and yes. realizing that he's actually a good receiver. Yep. Uh, Colt McCoy threw to him more than any other receiver this week, I believe. Yes, he did. And did very, very good for me in fantasy. He had a he had a really good week. So I think we're starting to realize that uh, Rondell Moore is actually a reliable receiver. Uh, he's a really good number two to D Hop, and yes. D Hop has an ability to make it, uh, bad quarterbacks look good. We've seen it his think, entire career. I just don't like the decisions Kyler Murray makes on the field. Yeah, uh, I think he's still. You know, he's still got a lot of room to grow in terms of uh, play recognition. Uh, not waiting long enough to see the play unfold and missing uh, missing guys. I he's I think he's had a hard time reading the field. But we haven't always seen that. I mean, there are stints where 
Kyler Murray makes beautiful decisions. Um, really good throws. He's good at escaping sacks. He's good outside the pocket. He's an explosive runner. Um, so if he could just hone in his like quarterback IQ, for lack of better words, uh, this team will be fine. Who's your uh, who's your sleeper for this year? The Jets. Okay. Um, not you mean in terms of Super Bowl? Um, let's say it's just deep playoff push. Not maybe not necessarily Super Bowl, but who team that right now is a little under the radar that might make that interesting push? Oh, the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to say that they're under the radar because they're really not. However, nobody expected them to be this good, even with this team around them. And uh, two is an MVP candidate. Okay. I think that there is a serious case that Tua wins MVP, uh, MVP this year. Uh, it's always tough because Patrick Mahomes exists, and right now I think he's leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns. Yeah. However, um, Tua missed three games. Yep. And he looks like an MVP caliber quarterback. Okay. So, uh, huge turnaround from last year. I imagine most improved a million percent. But we also haven't seen enough of them. I mean, every single Miami Dolphins here in the world has been saying, like, we haven't seen a full season of Tua. Give him time. Give him time. And, I mean, they were all right. So, I think I'm going to go with, if healthy, and they're right, they're right in the cusp. They're not under, I think they're one game up. Um, if they get back healthy. You're going to say the Chargers? I'm going to say the Chargers. Yeah, I have the Chargers winning the Super Bowl this year. Uh, future for them at plus 1,600. So uh, I'd like to see them go far. I think that I think their problem is is uh, health. I think also yes. their problem is they're paying way too much for J.C. Jackson. Mm. Uh, J.C. Jackson was great on the, the Pats, but Bill Belichick has that effect on people of just turning decent players into uh, really good players and then shipping them off for a high value and them not doing good on other systems. So, so you're saying that uh, Bill Belichick is great at gaslighting players. He's phenomenal. He's the best in the world. Uh, look at, I mean, Danny. he brought in Danny Amendola uh, from a rough St. Louis team. He came from St. Louis, right? Yeah. Um, played very well. Played, they got shipped off to the Dolphins. Yeah, great uh, for the Pats. Um, great on special teams, a consistent receiver. Uh, you could always throw him and count on him to make a play. And then got shipped off, did nothing. Um, Wells Welker, amazing receiver uh, in the Pats. Uh, still a good receiver when he went to Denver, but not obviously as not as good. But also getting older. Wes Welker was just a stud all around. Uh, <coughs> apologies. We saw it with Darrell Revis a little bit. Yeah. Um... Darrell Revis was the best, went to the Pats, maintained a certain level of his prime, which he was definitely past of, con- like, continued to play well even though he was past his prime, uh, left and then just declined beyond belief. So he, he has this thing where he just he gets in these guys, just turns them into studs, Brings up their market value, ships, ships them off them for off. good players, and then they just tank. Yeah. Like, J.C. Jackson was signed at, like, I think $83 million AAV. He's definitely not worth it. No. Highway robbery. He's done nothing this year. However, the Chargers still have a scary defense. 
Yeah. They still they got one of the Bosas. I don't know which one it is, but they they have one of the Bosas. Yeah, they have a Bosa. They I have a Bosa, and they have Not Nick. um. Who's the other one? Joey. They got yeah. Joey Bosa and Derwin James. Yep. Beast. Studs. Hi, Joey. Um, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, and J.C. Jackson. If he actually pulls it together, I mean. I like the Chargers. I do too. And they, I love that team. I love Justin Herbert. They've been balanced. They've had some close games. And they're and they're missing their two best receivers. Yeah, big dudes, big studs yeah, receivers. They're making it work with uh, with Palmer and Cam. No, not Campbell. Yeah, Campbell. Campbell. I don't even see. The, I don't even know the fourth string Deon, name. DeAndre Campbell, I think. Um, they're making it work. Mm-hmm. They got Gerald Everett as a tight end. They lost. Uh, Who play, who's playing? He's playing good. Well. They had ooh, Hunter Henry. Yeah, is he two years ago, and he, he was really good for them. Yeah, he's on the Pats. He's been oh, on the Pats for years. Yeah, okay. Um, but losing him, I was like, oh, it's over. Gerald but, Everett's really come to fruition this year. Uh, Justin Herbert needs to start playing like he's been playing the past couple of years because yeah. this year he's not having a great year, and he's worth way more. And I mean, I mean but you got to think they have Keenan Allen, who are I mean, I can't really. It's tough to like gauge a receiver in, like top ten or whatever, but he's. He's a receiver. good receiver. Uh, Mike Williams, who's also a really good receiver. And he's a big receiver. He yeah. came out big last year. That was like his breakout year. Yeah. And this year, he's ha- he had flashes of that, but he... Justin Herbert spreads the ball around too much to be like a consistent, uh, like a fantasy receiver. But yeah. uh, he's not getting the targets I think he should be getting, but when he is getting the ball, he's making good catches and he's making great plays. And so. let's not forget about Eckler, who is a yep. production monster on yeah. that team. Yeah, stud. So, um... I think if the Chargers can get fully healthy, they're going to make a playoff push. Um, the problem is the AFC is is a lot better than uh, we all anticipated. Yeah. The NFC year in year out is the best the best conference in the NFL, and we're not seeing so much of that this year. I mean, obviously there's the NFC beast, but besides that, there's not too many standout teams. Uh, there's the Vikings, there's the Seahawks, and then all of the NFC NFC East. The Niners are okay. <laughs> Obviously, Tampa. Tampa, if they make playoffs, they won't make it past first round. Uh, there'll be a wild card spot. A wild card spot. I still think the Falcons win that division somehow. Um, I mean, I think our next two games are going to be huge. Yeah, very crucial for you guys. But I mean, AFC. You have the Dolphins. All of the AFC East, except for really the Patriots, because the Patriots are the worst above five hundred team in the entire NFL. All right, it's their defense. Their They're defense the is keeping it up. Yeah, because their offense can't do anything. Um, That's I true. Mean, I think the Pats are the biggest frauds. Yeah, they I take it back. Be. I apologize to the Titans. Uh, I'm looking at the points allowed, and the Broncos. The Broncos have the lowest points allowed in the AFC, tied with the Texans. Really? So Texans? So their offense is really screwing that, that those teams? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the only good player on the offense is Damian Pierce. Yeah, and so. then Broncos. The Broncos have uh, the power, but they don't have the uh, play calling. They don't have the coaching. They don't have the execution. Nope. But, like, the Raiders, we thought they were going to be good. Bust. Broncos, they were, we thought they were going to be good. Bust. The entire AFC North stinks. The entire AFC South is overrated. But Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Chiefs, Chargers. <sighs> tough teams. See, the problem, with, the problem with that, though, is they're going to have – a battle of the, the, the Giants, the Titans, not the teams, but, you know, 
yeah. figure speeches, and they always knock each other off. Because yeah. I think, like, even like last year, the best teams in the league, hands down, was the Bills and the Chiefs. Well, only yeah. one of them can make it to the Super Bowl yeah. at any given year. Yeah. If they were on opposite sides, that would be a, the, an amazing Super Bowl. But it can never be because they're on, they're on the same side. Yeah. So then you get a team like Tampa Bay sneak in. You might like a team like uh, Vikings are good this year, but the Vikings sneak in. Yeah. And it's it's one and done. So you might have a team that's better, say Bills are better than the Chiefs on paper, but they have a bad game. Yeah. The Chiefs go and they shouldn't be there, and they lose to a uh, Tampa. Yeah, I'd love to see. It's such a weird Super Bowl. It's such a weird Super Bowl, but I'd love to see Dolphins Vikings in the Super Bowl. That would be crazy. I don't think anyone ever, would ever no. guess those teams. However, I th- I genuinely think the Dolphins can can make it there. Yeah. I think the Dolphins can make it to the conference. I really do. I think that their offense is so firepowered. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But I think sometimes it's, especially when it comes to playoffs, it, obviously it's execution. But I think uh, those are the only times where games get made by the coaches. Yeah. Those third down calls, those fourth down calls, those defensive schemes. Yeah. And that's where, that's where the Chiefs win. Yeah. The Chiefs win because Andy Reid is really good in those situations. And mm. however, though, Mike McDaniel's is a really good coach. He's been he's been making good sound he's decisions. He's a great coach, and all the guys love him. They love playing for him, and he's hilarious. He's so funny. I haven't, I haven't really heard any of his like post uh, Dude, game interviews or anything. Like that. The game against the Bears, he was on the sideline screaming at Justin Fields, like Justin Fields was near their sideline. Yeah, he's screaming at Justin Fields. Stop! 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 <laughs> stop! That's what he's doing. They ask him about it in post game, and he just goes. Uh, well, uh, he was running a lot. He was running all over our defense. So I was just simply telling him to stop doing that. And uh, he didn't listen. And personally, I didn't really think that was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's hilarious. When Tua and Teddy both went into concussion protocol, he goes on, like, uh, the the post con- the Friday, post-conferen- uh, Friday press conference, and he goes, all right, guys, before we start this, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. It's, it might be a crazy idea. But uh, here we go. And then he drum rolls. Oh, on I, did, the desk. I did see that. And he goes, one. How about we talk about the Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, Maybe later. Uh, what do you know about uh, Tua or Teddy being at a concussion protocol? Are they on their way to exiting? Blah, 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 blah. And he just goes, I just, you know, I just do what I'm told. <laughs> like, he's hilarious. He's a game breaking head coach. He's really turned this team around, he's giving confidence to Tua. They have a star-studded offense. They do. Tua, who's playing out of his mind. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, consistent running backs. Waddle. Waddle. Tyreek. Some of the two of the best wide receivers in the league. Two top ten receivers, I'd say, between Waddle and Tyreek. Mike Gesicki, a decent offensive line. Their defense needs work, pretty bad, but they're not healthy. So. Like and they have the second most points in the league, in the in the conference. It's them and then the Chiefs. The Chiefs are at two seventy points and the Dolphins are at two fifty two. Yeah, it's pretty. They're seven pretty and good. three. They're seven and three. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be. I mean, it'll be interesting when playoff time comes because they're all dynamic teams. Yeah. It's gonna be whoever can not crack under the pressure and what coaches and what 
OCs and whatever make the, the right decisions to get their team to the next level. Yeah. I think what's nice about this Dolphins team is, to they get a late buy. Their buy yep. is this week. So to be able to go the first 10 games and go 7-3 and three in your first 10 and then have a buy yep. to, to then reset after get healthy, uh, rest. a really big win against the Browns and then rest up, stay conditioned, and then get back out there to do it again next week, they're in a really good spot. They're definitely going to win this division. Um, they probably will get first round by. I'm saying it now. Okay. I don't think Chiefs get first round by. Chiefs' defense is what's going to be their Achilles heel. The Chiefs are averaging 206 points a game. Uh, allowed. Or no, yeah, allowed. So not awful, but not great. But, like I said, not awful. I mean... This is definitely one of the most more interesting seasons. Yeah, great season for football. It's filled with action, filled with great games. Although there has been a lot of really bad games, a lot of really bad like games where like teams are combining for like under thirty. I don't mind those sometimes if they're good defensive teams. Well, a couple weeks ago we had like a bunch of games that were like ten to thirteen, and it's like, oh, yuck, dude. And it's not even like they're, it's like pick to pick to pick to pick. It's just like punt after punt yeah. after punt after punt. It doesn't make for good TV. Um, Speaking of good TV, I think three weeks, not one, two, three weeks, our teams are facing off. Steelers Falcons? Yeah. I'm really excited for that. So we got to make sure your schedule is clear. Yeah, we'll get together for that. Um, that should be our B-dubs game, our B-dubs day. We go to beat ups. Yep. We watch that beat ups. Not beat like ups. Uh, uh, Dave and Buster's. Yeah, Dave and Buster's. Um, that'll be fun. That would uh, be fun. I hate to tell you, but I, we're going to win that game. I mean, I hate to tell you, but I believe that you will also win that game. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. My team's gonna win that game for sure. You really think you guys can yep. pull it out against us? Because we're gonna have Ritter in. Truthfully, um, <sighs> I want you to give me your best take on how this game goes. goes I've seen to it to the. I've seen two sides of the Falcons. Yeah. I've seen great defense, bad offense. This year. This year, this year. Yeah. Great offense, bad defense. Yeah. But they haven't got it together yet. No. But also, the last couple of weeks, we we didn't have A.J. Terrell, which is our best corner, who does. He's not a stud. He's not an it, island, but it, he's, he's good yeah, enough. It's tough. it's tough when you have A.J. Terrell as your best corner. Uh, but to be fair, we don't have great corners either. Yeah. But we have Minka Fitzpatrick. You do. Who will be on um, Drake London. Probably all game. Because I don't think they'll put him on Pitts. And then we don't use Pitts anyway, so it doesn't no. matter. Pitts, uh, we'll probably put maybe Spillane on Pitts. Our issue with our team, my team I should say, is our quarterback. Hate to say it. I liked him the first couple of weeks. Yeah. But he can't do two things at once, which he's been doing. He can't make bad decisions and also throw under 150 yards. Either yeah. one, you either got to sling the ball, throw 350 yards, give us a chance, maybe you throw a pick, whatever, but you've tried your best. Yeah. You can't throw picks and fumble and have terrible third and longs and throw for 147 yards. Yeah. It's not going to happen. The problem is that you guys are underutilizing Kyle Pitts. Absolutely. 
I mean, you have a receiving tight end blocking. Sup with that, Falcons. I mean, how can you have a man like Kyle Pitts who is not meant to block? No. Be blocking and not running routes when you don't have anybody else to rely on other than Drake London. And you just traded away your your franchise receiver. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I was okay with that. I am not okay with that. Not no, I'm, I'm not even a Falcons fan. I'm not okay with that. I'm okay with trading him away, but get more for him. You guys... Beating him up. It was a terrible <laughs> trade. You got a conditional fifth and a semi-conditional fourth. Yeah, you we got didn't a get much for him. That can turn in, or, yeah, a fourth that can turn into a fifth and a fifth that can, at best, I think, turn into a third. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more going. I mean, I don't know. I like him as a player, but... Do you want to bring that back to your locker room? I guess the Falcons said no. Yeah. Um, but we played. We've played some good games. We. Yes. For the most part, everything's been close. We lost to the Saints by one. Yes. We lost to the Rams. We should have never lost by the four. Saints, we shouldn't have lost to the Saints or the Rams. No. We beat the Seahawks. But I could. Are, I could see losing to the Rams. Yes, but we should. The way that game was played, we screwed ourselves per usual. Yeah. Beat the Seahawks. Beat the Browns. Yeah. Uh, lost the Bucks on some BS. Yeah. Possible BS. Because that, that call at the end, whatever, but, you know, what the coaches say, um, we shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. A beat million percent correct. a San Fran without McCaffrey, but still beat a pretty good San Fran team. Uh, lost the Bengals. We got smashed by the Bengals, but the Bengals are, that's when we had injuries on our secondary. Yeah. Beat the Panthers, even though we should have probably lost, but things happen. Yep. Lost to a Chargers who we should not have lost to. Yeah. And then it's got smacked on by the, the again. So the last two games was that so Panthers was this week, Thursday game, and um Chargers was week nine. We lost to the Chargers by three. Mariota threw one forty seven. Yeah. We lost to the Panthers and our defenses got obliterated. Mm. And Mariota threw I, I wanna get the right number, but I'm pretty sure it was still under 150. Definitely under 200. Oh, okay, I like. 186. Two touchdowns and interception. We lost by 10. Yeah. Um, the problem is, is that I don't think you have, you guys have what it takes to go up against our defense. I don't know what you want to do with our running game. So, this is the stats from last week. Okay. Pitts had eight targets. Yep. But it only caught two. Yep. And I watched that game. Mariota was over the place. The passes yeah. were ridiculous. Yep. The most recept- the most uh, caught passes by a receiver was five by Drake London. Yeah. But only for 38 yards. Garbage. Oof. Um, Running-wise, we only ran Cordell Patterson five times. It's a problem. We gave Caleb Huntley five. And we okay. gave uh, Tyler Aglier eight. Okay. Marcus ran for three. And Avery Williams, who's like the fifth string, ran four times. That was the week that Cordero got hurt, no? No, it was Thursday. This was this week? That was against the Panthers on Thursday. Oh, no. So we had... You did underutilize Cordero in this game, which was confusing because he comes back off an injury, has a phenomenal game, and then you guys play Carolina and you just... Don't use them? We had four different running backs run the ball, not including Mariota. Mariota would be the fifth runner. Yeah. 
You had 138 yards total, which is, I guess, not bad overall. No. But who's going to be our lead back? It should be Cordero Patterson. It should be. Yeah. There's no reason why it shouldn't be. No. But it, for some reason, it is not. Yeah. And so I, I think the problem with Atlanta for the last few years is that we don't know our, our identity as a team. Yeah. Do we, we want to run? We got a run game going. Oh, Cordell Patterson, 100 plus yards for a couple of games. And now he's sharing with three other running backs. If he's yeah. maybe still coming back from the injury, I don't know. I hope that's the case. But if it is not, what are we doing? It's just poor coaching. I mean, you guys got to figure something out in that front office because the inconsistency is unbelievable. You have something that works and you're not using it. No. And it's, it's interesting because the two good coaches that we've had who were one, Shanahan, who was an offensive genius, who was yeah. now with the 49ers, yeah. and we had Dan Quinn, who was a defensive genius, who was now with um, the Cowboys. Yeah. And I know it probably wouldn't work out because demoting someone was never fun, I'm sure. No. But imagine, just imagine, except for saying, okay, you're not head coach, but Kyle Shanahan, we know you're this genius offensively. Yeah. Be our OC. It would never happen because head coaches, they're not going to be demoted. But imagine we kept Kyle Shanahan, whatever. Oh, Dan Quinn comes in as head coach. Not working out, Dan. How about you're a defensive coordinator? Yeah. Now you have two studs, that offensive defensive coordinator. And I don't mind our head coach, but it's like, I feel like every head coach accepts in, we got to change the narrative, but it never works. No, there's you can't change a narrative with this team because it's very, very clear what your narrative should be. Run and gun offense. Yes. That's what your team is. So, I don't know. Um, I just don't think Mari- Mariota's consistent enough. No, but I think this is a good year um, to kind of... This, this is a good year to test out Mariota, see what's going on. And then probably play Desmond Ritter towards the latter half of the season to kind of get him some NFL reps before next year. Because I imagine he will be the starter next year. Yeah, cause I think Mariota's only on a two-year contract with a one-year option. Yeah, so now let's talk about your your opponents that week. My team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been utterly disappointing this year, but honestly not that disappointing because I expected nothing less from them. Um, week one, we beat the Bengals in OT, close game. Um, great win. TJ Watt Torres pecked that game. Then week two, we lose to the Patriots in a close game that we easily could have won. Uh, Trubisky sold. We lose to the Browns, who at the time looked really well. Jacoby Brissett was playing good. They were utilizing Amari Cooper, and Nick Chubb was really coming it through. So I'm happy with that loss. Uh, we lose to the Jets, which was probably the most upsetting loss of the year. Um, Kenny Pickett comes in. Rushes for like two yard, two uh, two touchdowns, makes a couple of phenomenal throws that gets dropped by our um, one got dropped by Claypool in his chest and yep. then given away to um, given away to the defense. The Jets picked it off and then a absolute amazing ball too, like a fifty yard in air pass to Claypool, like damn near the goal line yeah. in his chest, just. Pops out of his chest, goes to the defense. And then a crucial, I don't know if it was third down or fourth down, 
um, throw to Framuth, and it was a little high, but that's okay because Framuth's a tight end, and he's big, and he should be able to jump up and grab the ball. And it's not like he jumped up and it was like fingertips away. Yeah. He jumped up and it was in the diamond in his hands. Catchable ball, drops it, goes to the defense. So uh, that's that was an upsetting loss. Uh, we got blown out by the Bills. Understand was expected. Then we come out after losing by 35 to the Bills, beat the Bucks in a close game, lose to the Dolphins in a game that we had no business losing to. Two or through like five picks, and none of them were actually picks. We get blown out by the Eagles, which makes sense, and then we beat the Saints by 10. So, I think uh, your team's offense, much like my team's offense, but yours is more explainable because for some reason you're getting rid of your receivers. Is that you're not getting enough offensive play? Because like even yes. in these games you win, you won twenty points, you won twenty points. You were not putting up a lot of points. Twenty three. You won nineteen points, sixteen, and then week one you had thirty two. Yeah, and the thing is that, so we held the Pats to seventeen without TJ Watt. Um, we held the Jets to twenty four without TJ Watt. We held the Bucks to eighteen without TJ Watt. We held the Dolphins to sixteen without TJ Watt. Um, Obviously, we held the Saints at 10 with T.J. Watt. Saints stink. But, like, our defense has been playing well. We couldn't string it together against the Bills without T.J. nor the Eagles, which is fine. And the Browns. The Browns have a phenomenal run game, and that's what they do. They're a run team. Yeah. They should be a running team. If we're missing... Nick Chubb is probably... best D lineman. One of the best running backs. Absolutely. Hands down. If we're missing our best D lineman, we're going to lose yeah. to Nick Chubb. Obviously. So I'm happy with the way our defense has been playing, even without TJ. And now with TJ, I can't imagine we lose many more games. We play the Bengals this week. That's a winnable football game. The Bengals' defense is a liability. Oh, absolutely. The Bengals' offense, however, is really good. Jamar Chase might play this week. If he does, I think we lose. If Jamar Chase doesn't play, we win this game. Steelers Colts. Monday night. Steelers. Probably. Yeah. Cool, I mean, two weeks. I, Matt Ryan have one more good week. Then he'll be back to Matt Ryan. Yeah. And you can't start Sam Ellinger. However, I would like to reiterate again: Jeff Saturday, one of the you know the best coach in the league. So you we'll never see. know. We'll see. Steelers Falcons. Winter game. One o'clock, December fourth. It's going to be cold. In Pittsburgh. No. That's a dome game, so it doesn't matter. Atlanta is in a dome? Yeah, we have a nice dome. Oh, yeah, Benz, right? Mercedes? Yep. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so but yeah, it if doesn't matter. If you're offense, it, uh, uh, our game would be what, whose strength is playing better. Your defense is going to be either be playing better than our offense, which is your strength, or our offense will get it to gear and get our running game going, and that will be our strength and we'll win. But, but your offense is not better than our defense by I any think, means. I think we can play better. I think so. I don't think so, man. I think if we if we are firing on all cylinders, I think so. We beat Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. Yeah. We beat Tom Brady and the entire Falcons team. Or not Falcons team, the Bucks team. Yeah. You're going to tell me that your offense has more potential than the Bucks or the Bengals? No. But I'm saying we could still beat you guys. We held Kamara to nothing. Well, so did we. You don't think we can hold Cordero Patterson to nothing? Um, you could, 
But again, I think if we're firing all cylinders, it, it won't be as easy. For it me. won't be easy, but I, I can't see us losing this game. I, I, you guys should have AJ Terrell back. Yeah, I think he's on back this week. So it really depends on who AJ Terrell is covering. Yeah. And it's going to be Deontay Johnson. So I think it'll come down to our quarterbacks. Whoever yeah. is can you mm-hmm. know get that extra touchdown or an extra field goal position or less turnovers. Yeah, it'll absolutely absolutely be a quarterback game because uh, it either comes down to uh, quarterbacks or our defenses, and I don't think it comes down to our defenses. I don't. I think that no de- I don't think either of our defenses are going to be getting like big like pick, pick sixes yeah. or nothing. But my team is is known to fumble. We Your team like is known to fumble. fumble. However, our team technically this year is known to throw picks. So mm. our receivers can't catch balls. So that that will be a problem. Um, what sucks is that even if we do have Minka playing help on Drake London, we then do have to worry about Zacchaeus. Um, if they utilize Kyle Pitts, we do have to uh, worry about Kyle Pitts. But we have guys in the middle that can handle that. Yeah. Um. So and I I genuinely believe our corners are good enough to subdue Drake London. Yeah. Drake London's a great receiver, but he's not by any means in the top twenty. No, no, not so at all. So I think that we could subdue him. Our corners could subdue him. Our problem is that we have receivers, including Pitts, that are good down the middle. Yeah. And we have quarterback. Who refuses to hit them over the shoulder? Yeah, there was it wasn't. It, I think it was against the Chargers. There was a time Kyle Pitt went on the streak, overthrown. There was a time Drake London went out on a streak, overthrown. Yeah, but Mario does for some reason cannot hit those. In the, that's where our receivers are the best. Yeah, Pitts is not the best. You know, in the middle. No, but He's he is a deep threat. Yeah, deep threat towards the sideline. Those tight throws where only Pitts can get it, but yeah. Mariota for some reason can't throw them. Yeah. I mean, our next couple, our next stretch of games. What are we right now? Three and three and six. Six, yeah, three and six. Bengals, Tampa, Saints. Yeah, three and six. We play the Bengals this week. This should be four and six if Jamar's not playing. So I'm just gonna say four and six. Colts five and six. Falcons six and six. Uh, Ravens probably six and seven. Panthers uh, seven and seven. Raiders eight and seven. Ravens again. Do you um, split with the Ravens? We will. We always split with the Ravens. So that's eight and seven. Browns with Deshaun Watson probably eight and eight. I think we still go five hundred this year, which sucks. Right in the middle. Because we don't need to go five hundred. I want to go five hundred because of Mike Tomlin. I want yeah. Mike Tomlin to keep his record. However, we need a draft pick. We badly need a draft pick. A high first-round pick. So, I don't know. We'll see. Our schedule is kind of tough. Yeah. You know, the Bears this week. It's probably, I hate to say it, but it's probably well, a if loss. If they keep letting Justin Field go off, that's a loss. Because yeah. what we struggle with most is scrambling quarterbacks. Yeah. Washington, we'll see how they play. They've you know beat the Eagles, but is it a fluke? Who knows? Yeah. Steelers, I'll be nice and I won't say anything about that game. Yeah, Saints. We usually split. We beat the. We lost the Saints, so maybe we'll beat them. And honestly, that game all depends on who you have a quarterback. If they start Andy <laughs> Dalton, you win. If they start Jameis Winston or hopefully Taysom Hill, 
Uh, I don't. I can't see you guys winning that game, just because they're Jameis and Taysom are both game breaking quarterbacks. Yeah. So it's gonna. It's always hard to game plan for them. So it's gonna be tougher on your defense. Um, and the Saints defense isn't that bad. No, they have so, a very good run defense as well. So it's gonna be that again is going to be tough. A quarterback. Yeah. Decided game. So then we have Ravens. We're lose to them. Yep. Cardinals uh, depends who it, shows yeah, up. Yeah, it does depend. Depends I, who shows I'd up. I'd like to say the Cardinals because I do think they're a better team. They have but better weapons. <laughs> at this point, I have no idea. We'll see who shows up. It's week 17, so we'll see who shows up. Yeah. And then we have the Bucks, and at that point, it won't matter. So yeah. the Bucks will probably be into playoffs uh, or in the wild card. Not probably not even close to being able to get a better seed. So they might just they might probably sit Tom Brady and. Their weapons. So I say seven, Washington. I'll give us the Saints, and then I'll give us Cardinals. Yeah. So seven. It's going to be interesting. Uh, before, we're going to close this out in a bit. I'd like to touch briefly on the Celtics. Um, but I would like to talk about the Saints. Why do you think they're starting Eddie Dalton? I, f- I mean, unless Jameis is still coming back from that injury. Then why not start Taysom? I think they think Andy Dalton's a better quarterback. But he's not. Uh, Evidently. I, I, but I think that that's the only reason, because I don't think they'd be like, Taysom's a better quarterback, but we won't play Taysom as a starting quarterback. So yeah. I think they, I mean, I'm sure they, you know, there's analytics and all that crap. So I think they... If if Jamins is still like a little iffy, not hundred percent, and they think they can make it to the playoffs, have Andy Dalton kind of get the team where they like into place. They're losing games, man. <sighs> Andy Dalton is not winning them games, and they have a team. They have Chris Olave. They have Alvin Kamara. I I mean that's all you need to make playoffs. I'm a playoffs little I'm a little confused NFC as right well. Now. So they must James Winston just must not be hundred percent because they can't be tanking. No, that would, that would make any sense. They don't have a first. They don't have any picks in the first round. No. They have z- they have zero first round picks. You can't tank to try and get a high second round pick. That's not how the NFL works. And they have a tough schedule. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, they have Rams with the with uh, cups on IR. Yeah. They have the new the shiny Forty um, ers Who they will lose? They'll lose to the Forty ers They Bucks. will lose to the Rams. You think so? Wolford will beat the Saints team somehow. That would be wild. They'll lose to the Rams. They'll lose to the Niners. They'll lose to the Bucks. Absolutely. Us is always a toss-up. Uh, Browns, again, for Browns, it depends. If, well, they'll have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson so will that play. Might be, uh, Guess what they lose to? The Browns. The Eagles. <laughs> they lose the to the Eagles. And then Carolina. So they got... They might beat Carolina. They got, they got two Dude, wins in their pocket. you know how bad it is? They might lose to Carolina if they start Andy Dalton. So they might be looking at this. They say, we got three wins tops. They go six wins. They won't make it on six wins. I'm, uh, no. Well, no. Well, no. No, Rams. So I say us is always tough. In the, oh, yeah, then Carolina. Yeah. So let's say five? Let's say they get six wins. The Eagles will have more than six wins. Oh, the I Giants mean, will have more yeah. than six wins. The Cowboys will have more than six wins. The Commanders will have more than six wins. Seattle, the Niners, arguably the Cardinals, the Vikings, maybe even the Packers, the Lions, perhaps, the Bears, maybe, the Bucks, the Falcons, 
They'll be the second to worst team in the division. So I think they might be. I think they're not necessarily tanking, but I think if they think Winston's the future and he's coming and he's still nursing an injury, they say best case scenario where it's second worst and the, don't risk it. Maybe. Absolutely, and I don't think I. I mean, I don't know the difference between Taysom Hill and and Dalton. What they're thinking there. Yeah. But maybe they just want a more you know traditional quarterback. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get off of basketball or uh, football, and let's. I would like to bring before we close this. I want to talk about how good the Celtics are right now. They're balling. The Celtics are balling. They're a great team. However, we have lost to the Cavs twice, but the Cavs are one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Yes. Um. Jason Tatum is currently averaging 32-7-4. and 32-7-4 on 50% shooting or 49% shooting. The only thing that's tough um, about basketball is that it's such a long season. And Jason Tatum looks great. Yeah. Playing great. Great player. Jalen Brown's playing great. Great player. It's a long season. Very long. We're only 14 games in. I'm not saying they should throw games. Absolutely not. I'm not saying they should start losing games. But is it worth the stats? If Or is it worth protecting the player? What I mean by that is, like, should, should he... Unless it's, like, natural. Like, I don't know how hard he's out there balling. But it's only 14 games in. Does the stats... Have, 30 over 39 over 29 points matter or does a healthy spry uh tatum and and brown mean a little bit more to you personally would you rather see him ball out like this continue or would you rather him maybe average a little less but means he's he's a little healthier playoff i think he's going for scoring title i think he's going for mvp okay i think there's a severe case here to say that jason tatum wins mvp this year because I only say that because if you remember the good old Golden State Warriors, yeah, beats the NBA record of most wins, yay, 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 loses in the finals. Yeah, is it worth it? And as a Golden State fan, I say absolutely not. I'd rather them have a game or two less than the the scoring record, but have that energy to not get destroyed. But I don't think that's what hurt you guys. I don't think you guys were, like, fatigued from winning all those games. I think you guys just simply were outclassed by, you know, Mickey. That was the first year you lost to Mickey? Was that Mickey? That was the Cavs, right? You guys played the Cavs that finals. Um, Was it the Cavs that finals? I thought, I think it might be. Yeah, I think it was. No. Was no. Was that not the Cavs finals? 2017 Cavs Cavs um that's the only thing cause like people like cause obviously Golden State's not doing the best at the moment but I'm like I'm not like talk to me after the all-star break 2017 was Cavs it was Cavs oh wait Golden State won that 4-1 it was 2016 or 2018 hold on let's do some research um Um, what was that season? What was that season? They went 73-9. and nine. They lost to the Cavs 
Oh, 15-16. 15-16. Yeah, so, okay. but it was still the Cavs, so yeah. you guys did lose to Lee Mickey. Um, yeah, LeBron was on that team. There's no way you would have lost. Was, the that was, was LeBron, LeBron and Kyrie. And Kyrie, and they went 40 pieces each in one of those. That games. was the year he pinned Iggy off the glass. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, what a what a stupid year. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that it'd be worth it because I don't think, I think that obviously we have a chance to push to the finals. No, 100%. a million percent. We've made good playoff runs every single year. We are under new coaching. I believe this coach has. He, I think, wasn't he his, the assistant coach to Popovich in San Antonio? I believe so. I'm pretty sure. Um, he's shown that he's so far a good coach. We didn't need Ime. As much as I thought it was Ime bringing this team together, clearly it was not. Um, this guy's doing the same thing. However, Ime did turn the team around, which I think was very much him. We started off awful, and then he turned us into a finals team. Right. But this guy, you know, he's... Just coattailing off of what Ime did to them last year. He's pushing them through. We're very good through our first 14. Jason Tatum is balling out. He's playing well. He's shooting consistently, which is what always has been his problem. Jalen Brown is still putting up good numbers. Uh, Marcus Smart's playing great on defense. Obviously a liability on offense. We have the depth now defensively. We have Blake Griffin. I think that we have a chance to go finals even if... Jason Tatum is exerting himself a little much. Because every year in the playoffs, we see Jason Tatum do okay and then not good. And then okay and then not good. And then okay and then not good. That's why we have Jalen Brown. Because on games where Tatum can't put up 30, guess who's going to put up 35-40? Jalen Brown. And if not Jalen Brown, it was Al Horford last year. So, Who do you think uh, is your biggest, in your conference, who's um, the biggest threat? As of first 15 games. Uh, I don't know. I got to look at records real quick. Um, I don't think the Bucks. No, the Bucks will uh, They'll always do just the same be thing. there. And then... Because the, the Bucks will... Giannis will think he has to score every point again in the playoffs. And that'll be the downfall, per usual. I mean, it's... It's got to be the Cavs, man. It's got to be the Cavs. They haven't looked great in their last couple. Their last 10, they were 6-4. and four. Um, But they, they did start off really well. Yeah, they were, weren't they 7-1? and one? Um, No, they were 8-1. Eight, eight because they lost their last... They lost four straight. Four straight. Yeah. I mean, don't matter. I think the Cavs are probably what I'm worried about the most. We've lost to them twice. They're a really good team. Donovan Mitchell fits so well on that team. Yeah. Um, Sixers, I'm not worried about at all. Nope. Uh, Harden's hurt. He'll be back and just continue to do him. Uh, from bottom up, the Pistons stink. Hornets haven't been playing well. Magic suck. The Nets have been so bad yeah, the no bulls Kyrie, so. have been really disappointing i thought they were going to be a lot better this year but i think still no lonzo no lonzo he's not playing uh knicks are going to be the same every year the heat are going to be the same every year pacers are surprising um sixers stink raptors stink they shouldn't be eight and seven wizards stink so celtics bucks hawks Cavs. only ones in the mix those are my concerns okay i can agree so, or Bucks, I'm not concerned about. We 
don't stack up great against the Bucks because of Giannis, but we've been able to slow down Giannis <laughs> I don't in think recent any, years. I don't think anyone stacks up well against the Bucks. No, to be honest. but we've been able to slow them down. We did beat them in the finals this year, or not finals, but in the playoffs this year without Chris Middleton. So if they do have Chris Middleton, it'll be tough. But I think that we're in a place where we can, if we continue to play like we have been, I think we're in a place where we can uh, easily, not easily, but we could probably gentlemen sweep on the Bucks. Hawks stack up awfully against us. Yeah. So oh, yeah. if we face them in the playoffs, we are sweeping them. Cavs are tough. I still am they have the not potential. consistent gotta, on the Cavs. Yeah. Gel it in. I can't say that they're bad. I can say that they're good. I can't say that they're better than us. Yeah. I think, you know, they just because they beat us twice doesn't mean make them a better team. So I think I think the Celtics are are I put my money on them for finals. The West is a little more tricky for me. West is always tricky, though. I mean, it's never a clear shot for Golden State, and they always end up making it. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about Golden State until after the All Star break. Yeah, especially with this new tournament thing. Yeah. I, I would if the play-in if they if they just make it to the play-in, they're making it to the finals. Right. So, I mean, uh, let's look at the West. Who do they have to worry about? Uh, Portland. Eh, no. No, so. the Nuggets probably, but I don't only think so. because of Jokic. Um, Utah, I don't think so. Utah has been playing good, though. They do, but I think they burn out as well. I do think they burn out, but I think it for whatever reason, they feel really different this year. Okay. Um, The Grizzlies, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm probably the m- most scared of Memphis. Memphis, it's going to be Memphis and Golden State. I can I can agree with that. Um, The Suns are always just there. Um, The Mavs are always just there, but... Again, they can only rely on Luka for so long. Yep. Jalen Brunson is going to do his thing in the playoffs for a little bit. And then Dorian Finney-Smith is one of the most inconsistent players in the NBA. The Clippers? They haven't been healthy in like four seasons. And the, I think Kawhi's out again. <sighs> yeah. They um, cannot stay healthy. It sucks because I would love to root for the Clippers. Uh, when when I love Paul George, I love Kawhi, Paul I George love John and, Wall. And Kawhi and Paul George. When they first got together that first year, I yeah. thought it was... Clippers all day. Yeah. And now they have John Wall. If they can stay healthy, they're going to be a force. The Pelicans are weird this year. Um, I think, think, uh, what's if he's hurt again too? Yeah, Zion. But that won't be long. Um, The Kings stink. The Warriors are 6-8 right now, 4-6 for in their last 10. So that's kind of concerning, but not at all because it's still Golden State. I I think they need to get rid of Draymond. Yeah. He causes so many problems. Yeah. And now he's got a podcast. Yeah, I know. Oh, my like, God. It was cute when it was against the other team, and he's getting texts because he's joining out the other team. But now it's internal. Yeah. So and, and he's the problem. You get you, problem. Yeah, you can't have that if you're making a run to the finals, especially because you know they're going to be trying to win back-to-backs. Yep. They're a dynasty team. Mm-hmm. Steph is going to try and get as many rings as he can. Jordan Poole is that guy. He deserves everything that, he, that he's worked for. And he can't. You can't let this team be ruined by Draymond Green's I think antics. The, I think the problem is they can't, not that they can't, but they won't cut him outright. They won't do that because he's part of the dynasty. What team wants Draymond Green Nobody. in their he locker has to, room? They have to force him to retire. And he won't. You got, he won't because he think it, it, Draymond Green thinks he's the best one on that team in his mind. Yeah, he thinks he's a top five defensive player of all time. Yeah, absolutely not. Not even top ten. He has he, he comes in clutch on defense, but sometimes he's like a Dennis Rodman. Like he's like aggressive and yeah. it works sometimes. Yeah, but he's not a defensive mastermind. No, he can't score. He can't 
he he's not averaging like 15 boards a game. No, he's only like six eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's a small ball power forward center. He's just a mean player. He's very aggressive. That's what That's works for him. That's the only thing that he has. He's not like a phenomenal passer. He's not good for morale. There was nothing good about Draymond Green that could like he was he was only good for morale until this year because yeah. it was oh, it was always external. And that's good rah rah for the team. Yeah, we want to beat whoever's in front of us. Draymond's our pit bull. Last year was bad too, though. Last year was like it had its moments where yeah. it was good, but then last year it's like, oh man, like this isn't good. Like he's just, he like he was like yelling at other guys on yeah. like opposing teams, and they were like, hey man you and then just dropping 40 on his head because yeah. he was getting them so mad draymond's at a point where he's not he's not scary enough he's just mean but he's no. not scary enough to intimidate guys no dude he was chirping with grant williams and grant williams had him in his bag like grant williams was making him sad <laughs> he's making him all depressed dude grant williams yeah uh yeah but we, the problem is we can't get rid of him yeah can't cut him out and no one wants him they should though but they can't they should, but it, it, there comes a point where it's like, will it do more harm than good? I don't know. I, I think it would do. I think if they cut him outright, it, it would, especially with like Steph and, and like um, Clay. Yeah. I think it would it would um, mess up the locker room. Maybe. I don't know though. Honestly, I think a brother, at this point they're a brother room, they're a team. Oh, family fights, kind of like that's their mindset. Family fights will get over it. We'll yeah. win a ring. But if you disown a, a family, the family's gonna corrupt, uh, gonna break down. But they're six and eight. They're four and six in their last ten. If they get halfway through the season and they're not five hundred, he gets cut and everybody understands. Yeah, I think by the trade deadline, if they're under five hundred, they'll make some big moves. Yeah, and that'll be cutting Jamal Green. Um, Minnesota, I think, is an underrated team. Yes, the Spurs stink. The Thunder stink. The Lakers, ooh, do they hoon, bro? I. They are obviously terrible at 3-10. LeBron needs to retire. He does. Please, LeBron, retire. Again, this is a Stop. team. This is a team. If they're not anywhere close to 500 by All-Star break, they're going to blow up this team. But the thing is, what can you blow up? At, they got, at this point, because they, they can't remove a piece and bring a piece in, I think they have to disband this team. But, like, who who's going to take Anthony Davis? Nobody in their right mind would take Anthony Davis. He's hurt 70 games out of the 82 that they play. Yep. LeBron, everyone's going to take LeBron. I think they keep Westbrook. They should keep Westbrook. They put Russ on the bench, and now he's averaging like 26 a game since he's been put on the bench. Like eight boards, six assists, and like four steals, two blocks with like three turnovers. He's balling out. This is the Russell Westbrook they they got in that trade. This is what they needed all along. Put him on the bench. Three take some ten. pressure off him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because LeBron's averaging like seven turnovers a yep. game. Mm-hmm. I think that's not not my goat. No, hell no. Um, I think they have to if they if they're not anywhere close to five hundred, they have to bite the bullet. But I think it's tough because I don't think. I don't really think that the Lakers have been a garbage team for very long in their entire existence. No, but they will be this year. Yes. They, they. I mean, honestly, they haven't made playoffs the past like three years. Yeah, I think I think they need a they need to hit the reset button. But 
again, how, and it's going to be the same through at Golden State in a few years. How are you going to take a dynasty and restart it without some important pieces? The Lakers have not been a dynasty in a long time. No, they haven't, but they haven't been this bad. No. Last year, it was underwhelming, but they last year they had the excuses. Ah, injured, injured, injured. Now it's twice in a row. Now they, you can't use the excuse twice. Now you know you're injured. Do something about it. They won a ring in the bubble. Yeah. That's what kept them alive. If they lost in the bubble, they might have disbanded this team last year. They should have lost in the bubble. I don't count the bubble. No. Can't count the bubble. However, I hear this argument all the time, and I, I am right on board with it. If the Heat won in the bubble... I would have kept it. I would have Any, absolutely kept anyone it. Anyone but the Lakers. I would have absolutely said the Heat won in the bubble. They're the better team. But it's evident that the Lakers were not the better team. No. It's evident that they were not the better team. They just won. I think, I mean, Because LeBron to, was still good then. Obviously, you have to count it because it happened. But, I don't know, that's like a... It's like a sub championship. Like yeah, but it was like crazy. Like, it's an asterisk. Get, people are getting COVID left and right. Like it, it's. It's crazy. an asterisk. Absolutely, it's an asterisk. And then if you take away, to people are like, oh, LeBron's a goat, and you know, you take away the bubble win, he has two champ. He has um, a couple championships. He's not as great as people want to make him seem. No, in the goat not. conversation, at least. No, he's not a goat. Uh, a lot of people think he's the best player of all time. He's not the best player of all time. Um, everything that he does, Michael Jordan did better. And less time. Yeah. And um, with tougher, tougher teams. Yeah. They when Michael Jordan played, they can basically body slam you on yeah. the ground. Yeah, it was it was a lot tougher, and he was on teams that were not notorious for shooting the three. Nope. Neither have the Lakers, to be fair. However. But when they were on uh, the cat that Cavs team, yeah, almost every person on the team could shoot the three. Yep. Um, the Heat. Who was on that Heat team? No, not really. They had Ray Allen. Ray, Ray Allen was stud. Uh, Ray Allen saved his team. job was to shoot threes. I mean, my, that's my that's my argument. Think of the championships they won, and think of who bailed them out. Sure, oh LeBron had average thirty points. LeBron is a giant. To everyone being, he's Goliath. Everyone's David. That means that always been the fastest, always been the strongest, always been the biggest. If he doesn't average thirty-five points, that's a waste of talent. Yeah, absolutely. But he's averaging thirty-five points. But if it wasn't for Kyrie dropping thirty-five as well, yeah, no, no finals. Not even close. If it's not for Ray Allen coming in clutch, like he's done for the Celtics, no championship for him. Yeah, and there's like an argument to be made, right, that. Michael Jordan also played on good teams when he won all those rings with the Bulls. But I I think it's different though. It's not true. It's not true by any stretch of the matter. It's Michael Jordan is had just Michael Jordan and Phil Jackson were Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yes. They made the teams good. Michael Jordan right. made that Bulls team good. He pushed them hard enough that they became a good team. Absolutely. Scottie Pippen was always good. But Tony Kukoc came in at, at a place where he was pretty okay. Rodman obviously came in at a good spot. But Rodman didn't score. No. Rodman was strictly for... Defense. Defense and, and rebounds. And intimidation. Yeah, and he was great at it. They didn't have lethal scores. No. They had Steve Kerr, who was not, you know... He he's did Steve Kerr. He did his job. But he wouldn't have if Michael Jordan wasn't there. No. Scottie Pippen did his job... Scottie Pippen's an all-time great. He always will be. Um, 
But then you have Tony, who is okay. You got a couple other key people on that team um, that were like bench players, but would have never been good if they didn't play with Michael Jordan. LeBron won finals with players that were just good. That came from other teams, too. Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving. Just guys that were just Ray Allen, Chris Bosh, Shaq. Did he win when Shaq was in Miami? They played together in Miami? I don't Did think he they win? played together in Miami. No? Um, I get confused about when Shaq was in Miami. Shaq has been on 50 teams. So, so confusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. Just guys that are just game-breaking players. That he hand-picked. I want him, and yeah. I want him. And I also want him, so I can. If we don't win, I can blame it on that guy. Mm-hmm. I want Kyrie, who can drop forty with me. Yeah, and then he takes AD in the bubble. Obviously, going to put up numbers. AD coming off of big seasons with New Orleans. Uh, he takes AD in the bubble. Obviously, no one was stopping that duo at the time. So, LeBron's not as good as people think he is. No. For that sole reason, Michael Jordan was a, a player coach. Yes. LeBron is just a front office coach or front office player. He's not great, but he'll make moves to hopefully get your team to win and do the best he can to to pull something out of his ass. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate the argument. I was like, oh, well, the Bulls team was good. Any team that makes it to the finals at any given year it's has good. to be good. Yeah. So I'm Especially not- when you're playing in the day and age with the Bulls when they have to Go up against the Celtics, and they're going and up against the, the Pistons, Pistons, the Bad Boy oh, Pistons. Um, even like, um, oh, Reggie Miller, Pacers, Pacers. That Pacers team was good by all means. So I mean, Jordan played great teams. Yes, great teams. I mean, dude, Bill Lambier, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he would have murdered someone on court if it was legal. Like, n- the most aggressive, tough basketball that we've ever seen was in those those years. And Michael Jordan still found a way to win six yeah. rings. You know what's funny about LeBron's losses, now I'm thinking about it? Other than Golden State, because Golden State was an athletic team. But like in his early years, before he uh, hopped from team to team. Chasing rings. He lost to... Some of the more unathletic, fundamental teams. Yeah. He lost to the Mavs. Yeah. And he lost I mean, to the Spurs. Yeah. They are like, they scream fundamentals. Tim Duncan? They they passed the Dirk ball Nowitzki? five times before they attempt a shot. Yeah. And the GOAT LeBron James couldn't handle some simple fundamentals. No. Because LeBron's not a fundamental basketball player. No, he's he's run head down from one to the other, and hopefully yeah. they get a foul jump, and dunk it. Jump, slam, miss some free throws if necessary. Yeah. Occasionally bang a clutch I've three. Ne- I've never sat and thought about that, but he lost to some good yeah. old fundamental, uh, on-tape fundamental yeah. CCRI basketball camp yeah. teams. One thing I do give LeBron, though, is that he is a clutch basketball player. He's made some he's good. great plays on both ends of the ball to, to keep his team in games. But you can't say Michael Jordan didn't do the same thing. He did it better. He's a better one-on-one basketball player. He's a more efficient offensively and way better defensively than LeBron. Yeah. LeBron is not a good defensive player by any means. No. However, he can do chase he gets, blocks. He gets a lot of chase downs because he's the most athletic and, and the the biggest dude on any, any given court. Yeah, he he's, should. He's flashing. Yeah, please, That's please LeBron do. James. Well, I think we're gonna wrap it up on the LeBron James slander. We've been an hour fifty. Damn. So. 
great sportscast. Um, we're gonna like sports. We're gonna title this episode "Sportscast" um, because that's exactly what this will be. Basically, a week ten recap of football. Um, I loved it. I've been wanting to talk sports on this podcast for so long, and I'm very happy that I was able to do it. But next week, next week we we, uh, we will be back to our regular antics. So those of you who don't like sports uh, can off, and we'll be back next week. Um, kept it nice and limited on the swears, so Joey doesn't have to edit it too much. But uh, yeah, I mean, good pod. We'll be back next week for episode 37. Hopefully with a full roster. Right? I think so. Joey? 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 What? We'll be back with a full roster next week? Yeah. You'll be back from Chicago? Will, you'll be around? I'll be around. We'll be back with a full roster next week. No solo podcast. No solo <laughs> pods. And uh, we'll see you guys for Hit the Patreon at patreon.com slash 3mparty to view episode 34 and to listen to all of our other uh, banging episodes, all unedited, uncensored content, if you guys are into that, which I know some of you are. Uh, you get early access to the pods. They drop on Wednesdays most of the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you'll get early access to all the stuff we do in the future as well. Hit my Instagram at dom.parsables, Joey's and Joey Tansy. Will's got nothing to plug for usual, correct? Correct. And we'll see you guys next week. We're out. Thanks again. We love you guys. Peace. Peace. Bye.